Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. September 13th, 2023, in a world full of touchdowns and grand slams, come and join us on our third brand. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's time to get in the weeds. We're really, I guess we're the second brand. Third would probably be Scraps, right? No, Select, like, is that its own brand? Jeremy Lambert, help me out. We could maybe consider Select its own brand, but there's no, like, YouTube channel, technically, for select i mean you know we've been uh dubbed the the del- developmental of of fightful you know we we got will washington his job at aew i'm pretty sure we can take credit for that <laughs> right i don't see why not <laughs> where was he before day after dynamite which started on this channel what did he ever do before that all i'm saying is that in the aew canon he wasn't talking about aew really anywhere else as extensively as he was on this channel that's right and then he got called up to to the main roster which is the fightful main channel and then he now look at him so yeah we'll we'll take credit for all of i don't want to do any of that will will knows uh we will love him and that he deserves everything he is he has gotten and worked for it uh not so much i mean he does deserve it but he earned everything he's gotten and worked for we had absolutely nothing to do with it outside of like I, I've, I've told him a million times and I've, I've said this a million times when he asked, Hey, can I, can I do this show? I was like, yes, you're Will Washington. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. Like, please, we would love to, to have the show on the channel. And then I'll start from there. So, so no, we, we deserve no, no credit for uh, Will's success. Absolutely none. Meanwhile, when I pitch, it's all just like, sure, but it comes with these parameters. Otherwise you're not doing Yeah, it. You're Joel Pearl. You can't do whatever you want. You know, you you're the reason. You know, people Shucky Ducky here in the the chat at ten oh three just like question marks. Like, where's where's the where's the show starting? Well, we were late, everybody, because Joel Pearl. I'm gonna peel back the curtain a little bit. 
Joel said that he had to put together some last minute things for my birthday show on Friday. And that's why we were late today. So I will, I will excuse this lateness, Joel, because you had a very good reason of being late. You're working very hard on my birthday show on Friday. And so you were on the phone, you were around the horn, making the calls, trying to dot the I's and cross the T's, get everything in line. We got a big show on Friday, everybody. A tremendous show, a monumental in the weed show as we celebrate my birthday. Listen, you know how hard it is to get in touch with Will Washington on a travel day? Not even a travel day, on a, on a show day? Jeremy Lambert, it's very difficult. He's hard to find. I imagine. I imagine where they're at. Where are they at tonight? They're in Cincy in tonight. Cincy. Cincy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun show. We're gonna we're gonna run down that card. I know we will. Uh, but at ten thirty a.m., we're gonna be joined by the Smash Wrestling Women's World Champion Dream Girl Ellie. We also get to talk about Ellie about a little show that's uh, debuting on Netflix called Wrestlers because uh, I believe she's uh, in there a little bit, isn't she, Jeremy? I believe so. I think that is uh, the rumor and and you in though. So yeah, lots to talk about with with Ellie. Looking looking forward to that. This is uh, do we want to promote this? I'm <laughs> fingers did. crossing. Fingers, we'll pull the curtain back a little bit. We've been trying to book Ellie or at least have her appear on the show for the last few episodes. Uh, there were some communication issues, and then eventually everything got bogged or got uh, locked down on on Monday. So. The, the plan is that she's going to join us 10 30 a.m it's not a long it's not a long chat it's probably going to be about 15 20 minutes and uh we'll talk about that and we'll talk about wrestlers we'll talk about the smash women's world championship and also her match against silesia sparks that's happening on the 16th which is i believe saturday over at london western university fairground so we got plenty plenty to talk about with Jean girl ellie at 10 30 a.m eastern this is a very uh women's wrestling heavy show this week jeremy because uh uh, well, first of all, okay, before we get into the actual like meat of it, I do want to point out uh, WWE or TKO sent out a press release announcing that the Royal Rumble is officially going to be at the uh, Tropicana Field at the Trop on Saturday, January 27th. So looking forward to that. And then Raw is going to be at the Amelie Arena in Tampa on the 29th. So, Thunderdome? Are they, yeah, they going back to the back. Thunderdome, baby? Yeah, we're bringing it back. Nice. Tropicana Field. Good. I'm glad we're going back to the Thunderdome for uh for that. Uh yeah, good on them. Good good on get Tampa getting that. They don't have enough wrestling down there in Florida. They really don't. Do you think they should run uh they should do a dark taping that weekend too? Like AEW should just come in and be like, we were here first. That's ROH. ROH is getting to do that. Oh yeah, that's right. ROH is doing the thing now. Dark doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Well dark, dark doesn't exist now, just known as Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hey, while you're here, you can go ahead, leave a thumbs up on the video, and subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbook. Probably my best segue I've ever done. And on top of that, if you don't need a super chat, any amount, get your question statement read on the air, and it supports us here at Fightful Overbook. Gets our talented contributors paid. The ones that you watch on this screen, on this channel, sometimes every single day, sometimes every other day. Either way, there are people who are on these channels a lot, so uh, support them by giving Nobody's us... Nobody's on this channel every single day outside of me unfortunately we got we got to talk about youtube memberships that's the next step oh well be a member everyone we're gonna be like sam's club we haven't opened up yet by the way we haven't opened up youtube membership yet because we have some ideas bandied about that we need to discuss i I don't have 
any ideas, Joel? Do you I have ideas? I do. We're going to talk about it off the air because I want to bring I want to bring these ideas in. But if you want to be a YouTube member, let us know in the chat if that's something you would donate some uh, some hard-earned monthly money to. We're going to put up some extra content for your membership. That that would be the plan. Maybe Jeremy and I. Do I got to do more. Maybe you and I do it in the weeds extra after this episode, kind of like how Sean and Jimmy do the the list goes on. We'll do our own version without the weird theme song we'll do wait. our weird theme song wait i gotta not only do more but i gotta do more with you that's the plan yes more this sounds you. like the worst thing in the world i i vehemently vehemently oppose this okay but what if i told you that the membership revenue goes to us instead we got to get a lot of members if this is the case. We got to get a lot. And I know I'm selling this very well. If you, here's the way I can sell this. If you want to make my life more miserable by having me do more work and by having me spend more time with Joel Pearl, please say you will want to be a member and say you will join join the the weedies uh we can't use that we might get sued uh say you will join the the weedy membership here at, at fightful overbooks if you would like to make my life more miserable my professional professional life personal life is good if you'd like to make my my professional life more miserable by adding on more work god knows i don't do enough joel and doing more work with you God knows we don't do enough. Then become a member. We haven't opened up membership yet, but when we do, do it. Don't, everybody. Just don't. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the real stuff. Let's get into the real the real weeds. Last night on NXT. Let's wait. Let's wait on this. We only got like we only got like 12 minutes. Or oh, we, we only do. got a little bit of time before Dream Girl Ellie uh comes on. Okay, then let's let's talk about whatever that. Hey, what do you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> uh, oatmeal, actually. Delicious! What a delightful treat! Yeah, I, uh, I had oatmeal. What What'd you have, Joel? You know what I did? I I took leftover eggplant parmesan, and I put it in a wrap. That was my breakfast. Okay, let's talk about Becky Lynch. That was awful. No, it was delicious. It actually oh. tasted really good. You put a little cheese on it. You melt the cheese, put it in a burrito. Listen, if there's one thing I learned, it's that if you want to eat burrito, you can put anything in there. Just anything goes into I burrito. Mean, true. There's this game. There's this game called taco or burrito. Have you heard of this? You. I mean, I assume if it's hard shell, it's a taco. If it's large, it's a burrito. Okay, but it, it's not like that at all. It's like a card game. Uh, it's like one of those like card games, like exploding kittens. Anybody ever, ever played this, but like your goal is to like rack up the points, uh, with your taco and burrito and the, the good stuff counts for, uh, positive points and the bad stuff counts for, uh, negative points. And then there's, um, there's all this different stuff. It's a, it's a card game basically. And you can play with multiple people. Uh, the children love this game and, uh, play it. We play it all the time. So taco versus burrito. That's my ad. For that's my ad read. They don't pay us anything, but there's my ad read for for taco versus burrito. If uh, anybody would like to check out that game, it's a fun children's game and fun for adults as well. 
What was that? In, what was that inflection right there? I don't know. It's for adults as well. It sounds like you're like about a, to do a Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah, that's what it did sound like. <laughs> I was going, "Come to Disneyland, everybody!" Ha ha. <laughs> oh, it Play sucks. Taco vs. Burrito. Ha ha. <laughs> put nose hair in your taco. Ha ha. Oh no. That's, that's what I do. You put like nose hair. You can put uh, all kinds of disgusting stuff in your in your taco or burrito, whichever you would like uh, to put in there. What do you put in your uh, your burrito when you get a burrito? Like my legit yeah, burrito. Yeah, yeah. What's your actual burrito? Not you don't have to put everything, but like what's your what's your go to? What is it? What has to be in there? I like a good bean burrito. If I'm being honest, like yeah, I like a I like a good bean burrito. Um, that's uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, ah, that's it. All right, it's a good bean burrito. I mean, I like uh, I get, I get a good chicken burrito. Maybe something a little spicy in there. You know? Okay. Yeah, that's some good stuff. This is this is riveting content that we got. We got 15 minutes. So what do you, I don't I don't know if I want to get into the Nia Jax return either this early. <laughs> this, <sighs> a lot going on. The merger happened. That was yesterday was a day with the okay. merger. So let's 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 give a little merger talk because I mean you and I have talked about it extensively. We don't need to go too deep into the weeds, the irony of this being a Vince McMahon story. But um let, let's talk about it. The TKO group officially opened. Uh, if you follow them on Twitter, they follow two people. One is ESPN. The other is the guy that they're planning on taking over the account from when they get a moment. But other than that, uh, yeah, big day for them. They opened up on the stock market, did a bunch of interviews. Uh, Nick Khan seems to think that there's a big crossover going on between it. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, Nick Khan thinks a little bit, but this was Lawrence Epstein. Who's like, was that Lawrence? Want, yeah, yeah. Larry. yeah. Lawrence is like, we want every UFC fan to be a WWE fan seems bad would you do that well i mean would you consider yourself one of both uh yes i mean look i started on fightful covering the ufc i i was about a ufc fan for a very long time my interest has waned over the years just as other things in life has happened but i still watch the big fights i watched uh the uh israel adesanya and sean strickland fight from this past weekend if there's a fight that i'm interested in I will watch it. Uh, Sean has said this before. It's like the easiest way to become to like hate MMA is to cover MMA because like there's so much going on. It's very true. Like so, so much going on in the world of MMA. And like a lot of times it's not always good. There's so many fighters and not all these fights are good and everything. But yeah, I would consider myself both. Uh, I know there are, um, I think Jimmy, Jimmy Van said this because that quote was making the rounds yesterday. And, you know, Fightful, opened on the premise of that is like oh let's cover ufc mma boxing wrestling because there is crossover it's all sports sports entertainment combat sports entertainment basically and there's a lot of crossover and then jimmy and and sean and i kind of all found out and a whole lot of crossover with with this like the fan bases are very divided in that like wwe does think that wwe fans like seemingly have respect for uh, UFC and MMA, but UFC and MMA fans are like that. Get that fake shit out of here. Like we don't want anything to do with this. And like I get it that a lot of people who I know uh, who like one or the other typically don't like the other or don't keep up with the other. Like the wrestling fans find, I think MMA too violent. This is from my my experience from people that I know. Um, wrestling fans don't always like. MMA, uh, they find it like 
just too too violent type of thing um and mma fans they go the the fake route of like why are we going to watch this performative art nonsense when we can watch real men throw hands and try to break limbs so yeah i don't think there is like a ton a ton of crossover i love dana white just being like that's stupid that's a dumb that's a dumb quote like there's just not there isn't there is but there isn't there's no like connective tissue that other than athleticism that gets people invested in both wrestling and mma in my opinion i'm not an mma fan do i watch like once in a blue moon and it has to be either a giant fight that i know everybody like i know the main eventers and i know the story going into it uh if there is one or it has to be like me bored at 1 a.m. on a Saturday while I'm doing other work. Like that was pretty much the only way you catch me watching MMA in any form. Uh, I, I, you know what? At one point I, I ran back. I was like, what was UFC one like? And that shit got me. That was fun because those, they just wrecked each other in the, the mo- cause they didn't know what they were doing. Now it's become a science. It's a sport that's evolved, yada, yada and all that. But like, it's just never appealed to me. The idea of, 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 fighting like that just never never did anything for me so for me wrestling my fandom is based in storylines and storytelling and i've talked about this a hundred times that i'm more invested in in the the story part of wrestling than i am just the matches for matches sake as a result i don't think going to a ufc show if both ran in whatever town i was in i would probably go to the wwe show but not the ufc show the next night even if you comped me i probably i I probably wouldn't go. It just doesn't. Wow, turning down free tickets. Look at you, Joel. Get off your high horse. I mean, listen, we can't all be Brandon Thurston and buy a ticket and then go to the press conference after. I love you, Brandon. I really do. I just, uh, it just doesn't appeal to me. So I uh, bless you if it does, you know, if, if UFC and WWE are something you're a fan of, then obviously this merger's for you and, and whatever crossover connective tissues occur are going to be very much up your alley but i can tell you now for me it's just another day at the office um and and, you know there are people who are upset about what what the realities of a merger bring to an office environment uh yeah you know that sucks but it is kind of unfortunately the way it is there will be people losing jobs but they will be able to find jobs elsewhere so that's um that, that's where that is. Yeah, there was there was definitely a lot of conversation yesterday about this merger, and I uh, am just kind of yeah wanting wanting to see what happens next because now everyone wants to know when Vince McMahon gets kicked out. I'm very interested in the schedule of all this. I think the way more interesting quote from that ESPN article with uh, Lawrence Epstein was the idea and Nick Khan touched on this in an interview with Bill Simmons as well was the idea of UFC and WWE running the same weekend, like the same city. They basically present this package to the city because they're all about like the city's paying us to, to come here nowadays. Uh, They're all about that now. So they're going to run the same city UFC traditionally on Saturday nights and WWE has now become a Saturday night thing. We saw money in the bank. They in Las Vegas, they were going to run Allegiant stadium and then it didn't sell very well because UFC was running that same night. UFC owns Las Vegas. That's just the reality of the situation. That was a bad move on the part of, of WWE and they had to downgrade where they, where they ended up running that event. Now they're partners. You're not going to see anything like that where they're going to run against each other. And Nick Khan said, you know, Friday night, you can have SmackDown. 
Saturday night, you can have UFC. Sunday night, you can have WWE. Nick Khan put out there that WWE could potentially move back to Sunday nights if they're running the same city as UFC, because obviously you're, if you're running the same city as your sister company, you're not going to be running the same night. That doesn't make any sense because you're probably going to be running the same arena. So it's very possible because of this, we get WWE Sunday events again. Please don't. That's all I will say. Saturday afternoon, baby. Run that shit on Saturday afternoon. Let's go. I'm fine with that. Let's do it. Come on. 3 p.m. wrestling. Mm, mm. Done by 12. My dinner. Done you had 12 dinner. p.m. because then you got to shuffle out the WWE stuff and shuffle in the UFC stuff. Oh, you're talking same venue. Yeah, it's got, it's going to have to be. I assume no. it would be same venue. How many how many cities have like two venues that can okay that can well, house like those big events but that's the thing it wouldn't be every single event right it would be the major majors so okay like, so let's take let's take SummerSlam for example right okay you've got you vegas is easy because there's a ton of uh there's a ton of venues you can run there right yeah. you do have t-mobile you do have the grand garden arena you do have Allegiant stadium if you feel so inclined um New York is another one where you can run the garden. You can run Brooklyn down the way. You can run UBS. You can run MetLife if you're running a stadium. There are options. Uh, you know, there there are venues that exist, but I don't think that they're going to be running like Cincinnati. Okay, AEW Dynamite is in Cincinnati. I don't foresee AEW, sorry, WWE and UFC running in Cincinnati proper, maybe in the Ohio area, but I don't see them running the same the same city like that in a weekend a big major town you know new york la vegas all that i could see it because the venues are available but i don't see them running the same venue in the same weekend well then you got to make sure that travel works out of like can you get to from one event to the next you know if you have wwe saturday afternoon do they have time after that event ends to get to ufc they don't need it it's fine (laughs) No, I agree with you. Again, I, I go back to the, uh, I go back to what happened with SummerSlam, right? With uh, the, the the group that from WWE that went from Allegiant, Allegiant over to T-Mobile for the show, and they had a good time. Yada yada. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, I just go back to that. That was apparently like kind of where a lot of the stuff started. Vince wanted to go to that show. It was McAfee, Vince, uh, Nick Khan, Triple H. I think Stephanie was there Thanks, as was well. Nice. Yeah, and like that's where it's like, oh, this is what we can do. This is uh, this is an inkling of thing, and then a lot of other stuff happened. Obviously, happier times. Anyway, speaking of happier times, our guest is backstage, and uh, if she's ready, she can give me a thumbs up, and we can get on into it. Rock and roll. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm excited for this one. Uh, so let let let's go backwards for a second, and uh, let's go back to Super Showdown. This was a Smash Wrestling event. She wasn't featured for the card, and then suddenly she came in and. She went, went the distance, ran the gamut, won the big one. She is the Smash Wrestling Women's World Champion. She is the one. She is the only. We call her Dream Girl Ellie. Hi, Hello. Ellie. How you doing? Hello. I'm sorry. My dog has to um, be in this too, apparently. Oh, that is fine. <laughs> Best cameos we have are the ones where the pets join. Will you stop, please? Can you just... What? What is uh, his or her name? Uh, his name's Hero. He's from uh, Big Hero 6. Oh, nice. Love yeah. it. He's Love my it. big boy. <laughs> Sorry. He's 
This is just gonna oh, happen again. Okay. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. We we love a good dog cameo. Uh, let, let's start where where Joel kind of mentioned you winning the the Smash Women's Championship, defeating friend of the show, enemies of others here on this channel, uh, Shaza McKenzie. How how did that that night feel for you? So the, I mean, I don't even know because it wasn't even. I wasn't even supposed to be there. <laughs> like, like, I think that's the funniest part to me is I was, ironically, I guess, in Canada at other, uh, other shows. I was doing, I had six matches in three days. So that Sunday I had already wrestled two matches. And then I got like a message. They're like, hey, we need you to be here. So I literally did my match, left immediately, still in gear, sweating, barely able to breathe. I ran to the car and I drove all the way there. And then, like, the show had already started. And I was like, all right, yeah, here we go. This is, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> so I, I, wa- I walked into Canada, not being on the show, and I walked out uh, third women's champion. <laughs> you know, It's not a bad way to go. For those who don't know, the original match was Shaza McKenzie versus Smash Wrestling World, uh, women's champion Nikita. And then Nikita had to uh, drop the championship. And it was going to be Shaza versus Silesia Sparks. Silesia Sparks was injured. And so in walks our pal, Ellie. And Dream Girl, you <laughs> walk out with that title. Well, first of all, this is the big question. What's it like beating up Shaza McKenzie? Because I feel like everyone does that now. Um, So it's so funny because I had wanted that match for so long. Like even when she was still in Australia, like she would come to um America and visit and stuff. And I was just like, oh, this is someone... I got I got to beat up. I don't know. She just has like a punchable face, I guess. I don't know what it is about her. <laughs> um, but that was it was a blast. I had so much fun just you know, punching her in the face. <laughs> uh we love Shaza here. Not everyone here. I guess a little bit of a, a punchable punchable face. I don't know. I want to be nice. I want to be nice. Okay, now we have a cat. What, we have a cat is- too. We sorry. This is this is my little babe, my little babe boy. Um he does not know personal space. He tries suffocating me. At night, every time we sleep, he'll lay on my throat, put his uh, paws over my face and my nose, like my mouth and my nose, and he just sleeps that way. And I was like, "This this cat's trying to kill me," but this is just this is just what he does. So, okay, what what is what is the cat's name? Um, his name is Squirrel. Okay. <laughs> um, he we found him in our backyard, and we thought he was a squirrel initially when we first saw him because of like his colors, and he was like this big. And Hero initially found him and was trying to eat him. So we're just like, oh my gosh, there's a squirrel, moved Hero away, and then we're like, oh, that, that's cat, and now we have another cat. Do they get along? Oh yeah, they love each other. They like, I have a picture of them uh, from this morning because we woke up early uh, to watch what we'll get into in a little bit. Um, and I basically, they were just like cuddling together, and it was really cute. So they're, they're best buds. Good on them. Good on them. Cats and dogs getting along. We love this. Right. <laughs> I want to ask you about your, your recent experience at AEW. It was Dynamite 200 uh, doing the dark match there, taking on Marina Shafir, Nella Rose, and Ty Valkyrie. What was that experience like? Just ignore this dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's talk about this. Wait, no, okay, yes, we have another dog. This is How many animals do you have, Dream so Girl we, we have two dogs and five cats. <laughs> and they're all going to make cameos. Yes. <laughs> This is Gizmo. He's a uh, Shih Tzu poodle, and he's twelve. And um, <laughs> this is what this whole thing is going to turn into today. It's going to be well, this is one much better than wrestling. Time. Let's be honest. One at a time, just walking in. <laughs> Hello, baby boy. Okay, you can lay down right here. Okay. 
I do love that they are all just like taking turns coming <laughs> into the shot here. It's like, all right, oh. you've had your you've had your time. Mike, get out of here. It's my time. Mr. Jealous Boy. All right. You guys got no, we're not gonna do that. Just lay it out. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> all right. Back to the important stuff. Oh <laughs> hey. Don't be a dick. <laughs> go away. Just go lay down. That's all that's all I need from you right now. There you go. Thank you, bud. Okay. I know you asked something about Dynamite, and that's all yes. I remember. Yes, how, how was the experience there? It was a big show for them, Dynamite uh, 200. It was great. Um, I had done some other matches and stuff for them before with, at, like, Universal and um, in Miami and stuff. So it was really great, like, being back there. Um, everyone is really nice. I mean, like, Nala Marina and, and Tyre were, were, were nice until they, like, beat me up <laughs> you know um but no it was great um there's no one there that like i don't get along with or like have fun with um it was really weird uh i walked into catering and uh jeff hardy's just chilling there and then like rvd was just chilling because that's i think he either had his first match or it was like he was debuting um but he uh he was like looking for a water and I had like a water next to me that I wasn't going to drink. And I was just like, Oh, do you need this? And he's like, Oh, thanks. And he's like, did I just manifest this? And I was like, am I just talking to RVD? Like what is going on? Um, so that was like, I don't know. It was just really fun. Like I always have a blast when I'm there, even if I'm getting beat up, but, um, I always have a blast and it's always so much fun. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I I thought you were going to ask the follow-up. Oh, what was the follow-up? Oh, oh, no. Do you want me to ask if you've got any advice from, from anybody? Talk to talk to any wrestlers, any advice from Tony Khan or any other wrestlers? Um, Tony always just, he he because he sits at Gorilla, he's always just like, all right, you're alive? All right, cool. You're good? Cool. And then he's like, all right, I gotta actually go do a bunch of other things. Because um, he is running the show. But um, they basically just, they kind of just were like, oh, keep going. Like, there wasn't anything like I did super wrong or super right i guess like um i don't know there <laughs> i was saying some really stupid stuff in the ring like they were chanting like oh we want nyla and i was like no we don't no we don't no we don't like we don't want her um and they loved that um because they're like bro that was entertaining like you weren't you weren't just chilling ringside just watching your partners get beat up like you were still interacting and stuff so they loved that part which is great because i say stupid out-of-pocket things all the time that make no sense so it's kind of nice i was like all right i didn't get in trouble so it worked i imagine nyla would definitely enjoy that she she's a troll on twitter oh we, we so. were going back and forth uh with everything um i remember i was running at her and i was like i got it i got it and she just killed me and she's like no you don't and i was like you're right, you're right my bad bro <laughs> like, my bad. i did not have it i thought i did but i did not um so yeah, it was really fun, like going back and forth with her. So, one one thing you do have, and that is that uh, that Smash Women's title. You're going to face Silesia Sparks. It's going to be this Saturday over at Fight Night in uh, in London, Ontario. Yeah. What's what's the plan now that you finally get to square off with Silesia? So, um, I I met her at the um, Can USA thingy tournament thingy uh, <laughs> a couple months ago so i did get to see her and see what she does so i kind of know what to avoid and um basically my my new thing 
because uh, I, I have been training at the Dark Arts, which is uh, Malachi Black School and uh, Zelina Vega School, um, is violence. So uh, my goal is just to be super violent and just, you know, keep my title because I like it. So, you know, just pure violence is what she's getting. So there's there's no preparing for it. Just pure chaos and violence. Have you considered being the reluctant champion? The I came here to beat someone's ass because they called me and now I just now I got to now I got to do something. What I got to do now? I mean, I feel like that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I was like, all right, well, I guess she never got her match. But like, that's a you problem. That's, that's not my problem. Like, I'm going to still be champion. Like, I, I did what I needed to do. I'm champion. You're not. I'm going to keep it, it that way. What is it like training with uh, Malachi and Selena at their school? I believe it's like relatively new. They just kind of yeah, still um, kind of find their footing with everything. But so, what so what is it like being there? We've been there for about two months, and he's been only training like um, active wrestlers right now, just so we can get his footing. Um, sorry, another cat just walked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he he's actually opening it today to like. Um, like fans and up and coming wrestlers who want to uh, <laughs> be uh, actual wrestlers and stuff. So he's going to open it up for a uh, like open house today so that he can start like normal classes. But we've been with him for about two months and he, it's so crazy because like you think with him, like you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to learn all these crazy, crazy spots and moves and everything. But like we've been, he, like we worked on like leg picks and just violence that's honestly out of this and um it's so crazy that he he cares more about wrestling than he's like it's not just wrestling he's like there's so much psychology and like just so much that goes into where it's not just like oh i'm gonna go have a match like he has so much he's so smart like she is too like they're, they're geniuses um when it comes to like different things again like he's like there's eighteen thousand different ways to leg pick someone and he's like and i'll show you all of them if you want like and like he's uh his big thing is like making us athletes so like we work out for two hours with him um he's he has like nutrition for us he has all these things to help us not just become better like wrestlers but become better athletes too which is really cool that he he wants every aspect to get better not just like all right let's go see you do a canadian destroyer you know what i mean Oh, it, I, I'm I'm very fascinated by this because I've listened to a lot of Malachi Black interviews, and he's talked about what he wants to do with the school and everything. And so, everything you're saying is stuff that I've heard him say. So to now hear he's putting it in practice from from somebody who has firsthand experience is really uh really good on him and, and really yeah. cool to to me that this is the way he's going. I know like there's some, and you can speak to this a little bit more uh, if you'd like, but like there's you, you mentioned leg picks there's like striking classes that he likes yeah. to do he's obviously big on the striking but it's very broken down into not just wrestling but also a little like muay thai mma training and stuff yeah in the school. so Is that like correct? he's basically has it open seven days a week but like um like mondays and tuesdays are trainings from like six to ten where it's usually uh two hours of training and two hours of um like working out because he is strength and conditioning so the ring is in a gym too like he has his whole place set up um and then there's like open ring where you can just work on things that you want to work on like um like with him and stuff like he'll help you get ideas and stuff Uh, he does promos um and then like saturdays his muay thai coach actually comes in in the mornings and stuff 
and um, teaches Muay Thai. And then, like, Fridays, he does, like, a recovery thing with, like, a bunch of um, stretches and, like, spine decompression stuff for, like, just recovering your body from beating it up all week and then going to shows on weekends and stuff. So, like, he does all these things to just, again, help us become better athletes all around. So, like, we, um, Orion and I, we went on Friday to the recovery class and we, like, walked out there with, like, so much energy and, like, we were there for three and a half like four hours or something and we walked out with so much energy because the recovery classes it's still a workout but it's also like it's just getting blood flowing a little bit to places without like wearing yourself out and it was the craziest thing i was just like how is this how am i just learning these things like this is it's, it's such a natural thing to be like oh yeah i should probably stretch and that's his thing too is like we get there like 30 minutes early and he's like you're gonna stretch you're gonna foam roll you're gonna do all these things to, like warm up your body because he's like i'll be damned if you're gonna get hurt during training or working out or something, he's like, injuries are bound to happen, but he's like, they're not going to, he doesn't want them to happen at a school. You know what I mean? As we uh, start to wind down, I want to ask you about uh, a certain Netflix series that uh, you have appeared in wrestlers. Let's talk about that. Uh, I what- woke up at uh, seven o'clock this morning and I've been watching it. All right. all morning. <laughs> so what was the experience like? You had cameras following you around all the time. Like let's so, talk about it. Uh, in the beginning, the worst. Okay. So I, have you guys seen The Office? Yes. So I feel like you guys know where I'm about to go with this. You know Jim? Um, whenever something crazy would happen, he just goes, and he stares <laughs> at the camera. So I did that the whole time they were filming. Because it's wrestling. You're going to hear some crazy shit. You know what I mean? You're just like, all right, well, what? <laughs> like, um, So but when they first got there, they're like, all right, don't acknowledge the cameras at all unless we're doing like a one-on-one interview. And I was like, all right, cool easy and then we'd be in the locker room and some crazy stuff would be said i'm just like did y'all hear this did y'all hear this too so like towards the end um it's really cool because like with greg who's like the producer and stuff like we actually got to know the people and it sounds crazy to say we got to know the people behind the cameras because that's what they're doing for us but like we got to see people and um towards the end like these these guys were our friends like it wasn't like oh my god these cameras are following us i gotta be i gotta be someone i'm not because that's one not what they don't want but two it's just like all right these, these my friends are here let me just hang out with my friends you know what i mean um but i think we're, we're about to start episode four like and there's i think there's seven episodes they're about i think they're 58 minutes long um so we're either on like episode three or four right now um, but I think the funniest part is we're watching it and we're just like, were we here for this? Oh, I, I'm right there. That's me right there. Like watching myself on TV, but not on TV. Cause like when I have my matches, obviously I know I'm going to see myself, but like there was one instance, um, I'm not going to like ruin the show, but we were talking to Al Snow, um, Orion and I were, and I didn't even know that this was going to be on the show. Like I have nothing. I'm watching it for the first time with everybody else too. So uh, we're like, uh, we're watching it and we're like, oh, wait, that's us. And um, the craziest part is I like, I got really short hair. I have a shaved head here now, but like I had a whole head of hair. It was a completely different color. And I was like, this is, this was a year ago. I'm like, this is not, it's so crazy. And like some things um, you'll see someone got arrested and I didn't even know about this stuff. Like they kept it like from everybody, I guess. Um, or I just don't pay attention enough. It's one or the other. <laughs> like, but um, 
I think it's really cool because like I get to see behind the scenes of like my friends too. Like, yeah, I know Haley J works with her mom, but like I don't know to what extent. Like, I didn't know all these things that happened to Haley or to Maria or to all my like my friends and stuff because like we don't just sit down and be like, oh yeah, so tell me about your childhood trauma. Like that's just you know what I mean. Like that's not a normal Tuesday night. Like so, um, it's really cool getting to watch all these things and seeing everyone like behind the scenes so uh it aired at like three o'clock this morning so we've been up since seven but it's on netflix it's called wrestlers uh and everyone has to go watch it now because i don't know i'm in it i don't know <laughs> it's, a, it's a wrestling documentary and right I, feel like we're, I assume everyone here is, is a wrestling fan otherwise you know maybe we're just entertaining enough i mean if you wear... just stumbled upon this hey guys go watch the, uh, yeah they're think... like bring it bring more animals out where's the where's the right? cat and dog where's bring the... them back pay for the animals <laughs> i think the uh, the funniest part is like the first episode five minutes in is me just swearing because i like um, i did this i was doing a promo and i messed it up and i'm gonna swear real quickly on here if that's okay can i swear real quickly yeah. oh yeah cool. you're and I'm, like, doing this promo, and I messed it up, and I went, fuck me. And I was like, yo, we're, we're two minutes into this show. Can they not get me swearing? <laughs> and I was like, of course, they couldn't get the good promo they got. They got the one to be messing up. And I was like, damn, man. Like, <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, now we're, now we're on to something. We're going to see how it goes. So you, okay. you know you've made it on reality television when you're, like, the edit. The edit got me. And they they did this to me when there was such a better take or a better <laughs> scene that they could have gotten. I'm like, yo, you guys use that one. I'm like, what about the promo <laughs> I did five seconds later where I just knocked it out of the park and everything? <laughs> so yeah, it's really funny. Um, it's really entertaining, and it, it's it's sad um, because I'm gonna put him over because I I love him to death. Um, Brian Kennison. He is like a producer and a cameraman, and he's one of the commentators. Um, he does so much stuff behind the scenes, and um, you'll see in the in the docu series that he doesn't get treated with the respect that he deserves from like anyone. Above. I'll say from Matt Jones. Matt Jones does not treat him the way that he should be for what he's doing. Um, because this dude's working like 60 hours a week. He's not getting to see his kid because he's going to wrestling shows. And it's just like, he's he's a great dude and he cares so much. And um, he wants the best for everybody. And like, he doesn't, I don't want to say he doesn't care at what expense because like his kid is an expense and stuff. But like, he he puts wrestling at this top priority and then everyone just walks all over him. So like, um... I made sure as soon as I saw it to text him and I was like, Hey, like I, I love you and I appreciate everything you do because like, I don't, I don't think he hears it enough. So I hope that when this comes out, people realize all the stuff that he does, like all the, um, all the graphics you see, he's working 20, 25 hours a week just on those. Like he's, that's not including like with the show, with the pre tapes, with the comment, like he, that doesn't include all the other stuff he's doing, but he just doesn't get the recognition he deserves and I hope he gets it now. So that's my, that's my little stool I'm stepping on right now is love Brian Kennison and, and treat him with all the love and give him all the hugs. If he likes hugs, if not, then don't give him hugs, but you know, 
that's that's the best way to do it. Send send your friends flowers, not literally, but sometimes just figure. Yeah, just figuratively. If he doesn't like them literally, don't give them to him. Uh, Ellie, we want to thank you so much for your time. The Smash Women's Wrestling Champion. This Saturday, September 16th at Fight Night, she's going to be facing Silesia Sparks, defending that title at the Western Fair in London, Ontario. Eric Redbeard's also scheduled to be there. Yes. Bon Vertigo, Tabernak, the team. Bon Vertigo. And uh, I think I was told you're going to also appear at the fair uh, on the shows on Friday and Sunday. Is that right? Yes. There we go. Wonderful. I fly uh, out tomorrow. Yay. <laughs> Uh, smash-wrestling.com has all of your information, including where to get tickets. If you have admission to the Western Fair, the admission is included for Fight Night. So go check that out. Dream Girl Ellie, thank you so much for joining us this Bye. morning. Had a wonderful time. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you to all your pets as well. Right, a little cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Safe travels. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you. There you go, everybody. Dream Girl Ellie and her... Uh, Congo line of, of animals joining us on the show. That was fantastic. That was a like the, the conversation was great, but anytime we can just get random animal cameos and just one after the other like that, big fan of that. We need more wrestlers who just have a bunch of animals to come on the show. I agree. And, and like I was gonna say, worth the wait. And I do think that that was very much worth the uh, worth the wait for for Ellie. She uh, she was wonderful. She's a lot of fun to talk to. And hopefully, if you're in London, Ontario, or the surrounding area, you'll go check out Smash Wrestling and go check out Fight Night on Saturday, September the 16th. I I was told Redbeard's coming, so there you go, Eric Redbeard. He's scheduled for a match. He's gonna beat up on some people, I think. He worked um, some other show not too long ago, so he is like doing bookings and, yep. and stuff so hopefully you know he's he's there and uh doing well after the couple month almost now a couple weeks uh that, that he's had but i know he did work a show recently yeah so it, it, it's good it's good to see him out and doing his thing so uh go check that out if you have the opportunity go check out uh, smash wrestling because they're putting on some good stuff and we're meeting their champions and we're meeting their their people and uh, i gotta tell you if they keep bringing animals onto their interviews, they're going to become our favorite interviews to do. <laughs> well, Ellie's going to win. Everybody who appears on the show wins, right? Isn't that the gimmick? That's so, true. Oh my! There's God. nothing to worry about. I don't except for Kevin. Kevin Kevin Bennett lost. Well, yeah, you know what can you do? Sometimes it it happens. You could argue he was due. not us not us not our thing him because he had been like 1500 days as champion by that point yeah he was getting into that bloodline territory where people like i'm sick of this championship so i I get it i get it guys (laughs) anyway uh thank thanks to uh thanks to dream girl ellie and thank you of course to smash wrestling for uh for sending her over to talk to us this morning is a good time let's uh let's continue on a little bit we were talking merger we were talking areas of opportunity for potential crossover between ufc wwe you talked about certain venues that might play to uh both ufc and wwe in a night I don't, again, I said, I don't see them doing the same venue in a night over two nights, potentially do one on Saturday, one on Sunday, but I, I'm like you, I don't want to see a Sunday night WWE pay-per-view anymore. I'm just kind of over it. And UFC ran Saturday first, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. So I feel like they would probably get precedence. Uh, I also, what's the, the ticketing despair, like this discrepancy, like what's the, what's the price in t- tickets for a UFC event versus a WWE event? It obviously depends on the UFC. Like anything, like it depends on the market. I'm sure it depends on sort of the fight and everything. Like a McGregor fight, whenever he's coming back, 
is they're going to price those tickets a little bit higher than they're going to price whatever whatever fight is coming up. Um, I mean, I can look up the UFC kind of event list here when it comes to uh, tickets um, on, on the schedule because their next big show is – they just had one, so their next big show probably would be until October. Um, October is UFC 294, October 21st. Uh, Makachev against Oliveira 2. Oh, that's in uh, Abu Dhabi, so it's tough to get it. Okay, so here you go. November 11th. This is a big show. Uh, John Jones against Stipe Miocic. This is a big, big show. That's at MSG. I imagine tickets are uh, pretty high priced on that. And if I look at Ticketmaster to see what the current going rate for for tickets is, yes, yes, accept and continue. Uh, $800, $864 is the cheapest right now. So, is that resale? Uh. Yeah, that's a resale. Okay, good. I was going to say, holy crap. They got to be sold out. Okay, well, non-resale, uh, the cheapest is 917 so Oh, no. Where? Where is that sitting? That's upper deck. That's in the 200s. <laughs> yeah, that's in the 200s. So. It's funny because like the valuations for WWE versus UFC are so vastly different. And like the live event gates for UFC versus WWE, we don't necessarily, well, until now, now that it's publicly traded, we might actually see live gate details for UFC, but like we they, pre- they do gate, they do gates for UFC. Do they? Cause typically yeah, I, I used to have to report on them. So here you go. UFC 292, uh, which was j- just recently, that was in August. That was, uh, um, Algerman Sterling against Sean O'Malley. That was at TD garden, Boston, uh, 7.2 million was the gate. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I just wonder because, you know, WWE is running a pay-per-view on any given weekend and yada, yada. What's the gate like? Whereas we're, and we're getting a lot of like, this is the highest gate they've ever, you know, ran ever in this venue, yada, yada. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what the difference is because does, does one get a little bit ahead of the other? And if that's the case, then you're going to give the one that makes more money the, uh, the bigger opportunity, right? A UFC is going to draw bigger gates their their tickets are more they're higher priced because because when it comes to ufc you're not getting the same people every show you know what i mean like they they are events they are spectacles in that way and and nick Khan talked about this on on uh the bill simmons podcast uh of just like the name ufc kind of sells like when sometimes they just announce a show it's like hey ufc 295 coming here like you don't always know what the main event might be you're just kind of trusting that like we're gonna get a good main event out of this wwe same manner in like a rumble or a mania like you don't know what the main event is when wrestlemania tickets go on sale you're just trusting the brand wrestlemania to to buy that ticket uh, but WWE Payback, you ain't trusted the brand of like, oh, okay, I'm just going to buy my tickets, hope for the best type of thing. Oh, some people want to wait until there's like a main event actually announced for that. UFC, a lot of times it is like, hey, we're trusting the brand. No matter who we're putting out there, you're, we're going to deliver on that. It, it's a UFC is a live event spectacle. They've done a great job over decades, like really building and selling just the moments of these fights. And I know you're, you're a storyline guy, Joel and like there's no you know weekly thread when it comes to UFC storylines but there's obviously real personal threads uh when it comes to UFC storylines and Sean O'Malley had never fought for a title before he won the title and he ended up winning and 
now he's one of the biggest stars in the company, but he just got built up over the years with wins, with just his overall personality. Sean Strickland, uh, who beat Adesanya this past weekend, that was a, he was a huge underdog. He was, I think, one of the like, biggest underdogs in UFC history going into this fight. And he, he had suffered two losses last year. People were like, why is this guy even so, He's kind of a garbage human being, which doesn't help. Um, but people are like, why, why is he fighting for the title? He hasn't earned it and everything. He went in there and like, he put on one of the best performances I've ever seen in a title fight. Completely shut down everything Adesanya did. And that's the draw to, to UFC is like, you just don't know what you're going to see at these things. And whether it's the, the main event of the first fight, you might see just some cool highlight moment and people want to go and they want to see this. And like they price their tickets pretty high on this. I do think that their consumer base, you know, they're still selling pay-per-views. They're still on monthly pay-per-views at like 70 bucks a pop on top of ESPN plus subscription. Like their customer base is more of the higher priced people, people who can afford to spend that money. WWE's customer base is smaller. And I do think that's where there is not the fan crossover that they're hoping for. Wrestling fans will spend a lot of money on this stuff. Wrestling fans ain't going to spend thousand dollars for a nosebleed ticket for wwe no mercy sorry that's nxt event that'd be fast lane whatever the next one coming up they ain't spent a thousand dollars on a nosebleed ticket for that show so i'm just i'm i'm thinking about this you know how the the comment makes sense in the, this way wwe is that family product right They're, they make a ton of money on the merch stands families come out they they all show up and do the concessions and it's like going to the circus, yada, yada. But eventually that kid that comes at 13, maybe by 17, 18, isn't really enjoying the way that the fighting is going on. And then they're going to see UFC branded to them through a cross promoted TKO thing and say, Oh, these guys, they beat each other up. My testosterone's kicking in. I want to see this. I think that's where the crossover begins. The idea is that crossover is not, fluid it's more the young families get the wwe product the single people or just the just the, the i don't need to tell you what type of people are watching ufc these are people who genu- who generally like to watch the fights that's okay they will get into it and they might just not you know stick around the wrestling or they will some will uh and then the hope is that those people go off they have a family and guess what the family comes right back to the wrestling and it's a cyclical journey and i wouldn't be surprised i saw in the chat someone mentioning that uh wrestletics had pointed out and i have it up here that two, ufc 295 that show you were just talking about at msg uh has the potential to hit a 20 million dollar gate when they debuted yeah. at msg it was their highest uh their highest gate was 17.7 million so there's there is potential there that's a big that's a big big gate the, their MSG shows are are big. The the first MSG show, uh, Conor McGregor headlined against. Was that the first MSG show? Um, the first, at least pay per view, at least big a uh, big MSG show. Then that, that was their their first one. I, I can't. I think that was uh McGregor. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible with it. I, I can name like all the. It was McGregor and Alvarez, which was a huge huge show. Um, and then they try to load up like basically every MSG show. John Jones is a huge, huge fight. Like that's again, when I talk about fights that I'm interested in, that's one of them. That's a that's a big fight in the division. John Jones might be the best to ever do it. Miocic is gonna can't test him in certain ways. Um, but yeah, that that's a that's a big fight. I think the crossover can come, like you said, 
And I think there's also some crossover. In, so how I got into UFC was was Ken Shamrock. I was a wrestling fan. I saw Ken Shamrock. And I was like, oh, he did UFC. Let me go check this out. It didn't appeal to me like immediately, especially those old UFCs where like there were no rules. As a little bit smaller, a little, a little younger, I should say. Uh, younger, I was like, oh, I don't really quite like this then i started watching kind of the newer stuff but i watched uh tito ortiz and ken shamrock that was the first fight that, that i watched and i was like oh this is this is pretty cool and then i kind of like kept up with it a little bit but what actually sold me was uh matt hughes against hoist gracie and like, i didn't know anything about these guys right i'm just watching these video packages they sold the shit out of this fight they hoist gracie seemed like the biggest deal in the world in this fight, and he was way past his pride. And I, like now, I I understand that like this was a squash match. But for someone like me, just watching this, they sold it so well. Hoist Gracie, come like this is my return. This is my house. I'm coming in here. Matt Hughes, they're putting him up on this big pedestal of like the most dominant champion current in the current era. Hoist Gracie, absolute legend who tapped out everybody, never defeated. I was like, damn, I'm interested in this. Again, complete squash match, complete mismatch. Probably never should have been booked, if we're being honest. But they are so good at selling these fights through these video packages. And this is something that I think you know, wrestling should do just a little bit more of. This is something I, I wanted with uh, Danielson Nokata. It's like, you don't, you don't need a, a weekly storyline with these guys. Just go out there and sell the shit out of like how good these people are and make people interested in that way. Um, so So yeah, like... There's a there, there's crossover in that of I think people can see like a Ronda Rousey, a Brock Lesnar. Nick Khan mentioned UFC fighters who might be done with UFC coming over to WWE. Israel Adesanya has spoken at length of how he wants to do maybe some some uh, WWE after his UFC run is over. Conor McGregor teases it like every month when he's trying to make headlines and stuff. They might see those people in WWE. And then like, oh, let me, where are they from? Let me check that out. And then go over there. I think they'll have an easier time converting WWE fans to UFC fans than they will UFC fans to WWE because a lot of people in our chat are mentioning like, yeah, most UFC fans just don't like wrestling. And again, they go to the fake stuff. Uh, they want it, They want people in board dude kind of says it like, they do, they, they want to watch like striking and stuff they don't like all the grappling and everything and wrestling it's gone to a striking base but look at the end of the day wrestling is a performance and and ufc is legit punching people in the face trying to knock each other unconscious seeing a report that uh frank riddick is going to be leaving wwe yeah yeah that's uh i don't know frank's been there a while is that the first uh cost synergy deal here Frank is interesting, and I know that, that, listen, if you want to get the real the real download about the Frank Riddick Chronicles, WrestleNomics will probably do it, probably behind their paywall, because that's what they're doing now. Is the first show of the month is free, but everything else is, it's five bucks. Just, just like Fightful Select, best, best five bucks in the wrestling numbers universe uh, is, is WrestleNomics. But anyway, Frank Riddick was someone who was called upon once upon a time to, like, be interim C, uh, not CEO, was it CEO? He's been an interim, you know, guy. And he's been around WWE for a very, very long time. So that that's a very interesting name to be departing the company. Yeah. Yeah. Again, is this part of the the cost synergy with, with this? Like, or is he just like, all right, merger went through, I got my bonus. Deuces. <laughs> very much see that. Honestly, if I'm in that position, 
probably would take the money and run. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot going on. We're gonna find out as the days go by with this this merger, what it means, what it doesn't mean. Uh, but let's talk about someone else merging their way onto traffic, and that's Becky Lynch going to Tuesday nights, winning herself the NXT Women's Championship. Oh my goodness! Did you expect, good on her? Did you expect this? Uh, we talked about uh, this match and the booking and how how they would book it, right? Of like, oh, does Stratton does she need to lose the title this quickly? But do you want to give Becky a loss? I thought Becky would be fine to take a loss if WrestleMania is the end game with Rhea. I thought it was okay. I thought it would do more for Stratton. And maybe Becky will eventually take the loss. And I think what I we kind of ended up, at least what I settled on, was I'm fine if Becky wins the title, but it can't be a Charlotte situation of, hey, let me win the title and then not return this favor. Like, let me lose it in a triple threat match. I don't think that benefits anybody. I'm cool with Becky winning the title. Hey, you get the ratings boost, I assume, out of it. You get the boost in the coming weeks as she's on the show where they have the rematch, whether it's at No Mercy or whether it's uh, Title Tuesday when they're up against uh, AEW. Whenever they do the rematch, if they do the rematch. But she's got to return it and lose lose the rematch and actually put Tiffany or whoever. It, maybe it's not Tiffany. Cause I think Tiffany's pretty made like that's that, that's my thought on it. I think Tiffany is, is good and pretty made on, on this brand. And maybe they feel like eh, Tiffany's fine. Like let's make somebody else in this situation. Maybe it's Roxanne. Maybe that's who um, Becky wants to put over, but I think she's got to return and, and put someone actually put someone over in a singles match, not a, a or if they do a triple threat, she's got to take the pin. We talked about with the New Day stuff. New Day, they did a four-way, sure, but New Day at least took the pin in that match. I'm just thinking over the options, and they announced the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament is coming back. I largely agree with you. Tiffany Stratton's made. Does she need the title back? At the same time, if they do a rematch at No Mercy and she loses again, what does that do to Tiffany Stratton? And her momentum is this it can she how does she build up again because in my eyes the winner of the nxt breakout tournament is potentially the one to dethrone becky lynch at say deadline assuming that's happening in december which is a long time from now that's still several months away but at least no mercy is the end of this month october will probably bring halloween havoc november is usually nothing but either way, deadline was or deadline was like December, early December last year. So uh, it could be late November, early December, regardless. That could be when I see Becky dropping the NXT Women's Championship. But we got a little bit of time to get there because there's weekly Tuesdays and Dominic Mysterio is making all the trips. Is Becky Lynch going to want to do or be available to do the same? When it comes to Tiffany and her getting it back, not getting it back. I think if she doesn't get it back, what's next her is probably just main roster. Like she's, you know, we got a super chat from, from Kai who says for the price of the super chat, you can join fightful. Uh, Becky winning is great. Tiffany can go to the main roster. Now she's progressed so fast. I don't know if she's going to go up yet. Yeah. I think there's money in, in a rematch with, with Becky, but she certainly has all the qualities you would want for a main roster talent. Uh, she's only been doing this for like two years. Like she has progressed very fast and she's, we've basically seen her progression from the first match on NXT to where she's at now. There's still stuff she can learn still. stuff she can improve on That's just the case for, for any wrestler. But when she's only been doing this for two years, she has the thing that any, every wrestler dreams of having 
And that is just the it factor, the charisma factor, the connection to where you see Tiffany Stratton, she speaks, whatever it might be. Uh, she, you're, you're drawn to her. You were just drawn to what she does. And the fact that she um, is already this good in the ring and will continue to get better as she figures things out and works in front of bigger crowds is good for her. And that's why I do like somebody like Becky coming down is like, yeah, they're still working in front of the performance center people. But if you just get the opportunity to work with Becky, be in the ring with Becky, talk to Becky backstage and things like that, she can prepare you for like, yeah, this is one thing. Here's what you're going to get coming up here. Like, that's it's nothing but good things. And the fact that they're giving Tiffany Stratton this this early or this opportunity this early shows they probably got an idea that they they have longer term plans for her, or at least see her as the long term plans. You never know how things are going to work out, but they at least see that in her of like, yeah, we should probably invest a little in her. Tiffany Stratton and Chelsea Green I still stick with that. Oh, that's fun. I, I love would- it. I, you know, do you want to put Tiffany in that role as the main roster thing, I think she can kind of stand out on her own. Um, but I, Tiffany and Chelsea interactions would be fantastic. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't think necessarily they need to team up, but I think the interactions would be fun. I don't know where Tiffany makes sense. You can put her on SmackDown right now. The the, the champion is Io Sky, but there is the match versus Oscar. Basically, like that tie up is what Oscar, Charlotte, and Io Sky. And then Bianca eventually comes back in, in a little while. You know, where does she play into this? Does Tiffany fit into that? Or does she fit into the women's world championship picture on Raw where Rhea Ripley is a dominating force and we just reintroduced Nia Jax. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But that's also, you know, part of the larger concern is where where does someone like Tiffany fit in? And also, you can bring her on to main roster. But, you know, most of the time, people are not super aware of your abilities in the ring because they're not necessarily watching NXT. They've seen Tiffany a few times, which I really appreciate the fact that Tiffany Stratton has at least appeared on programming, putting over her her talents and her shows and her match. But in terms of in-ring and, and watching her develop or be on screen in front of us wrestling a match hasn't really been seen yet. So there will have to be some sort of rise to the Tiffany Stratton character on TV as a wrestler. Yeah, that, I I agree with that, that we're going to have to see. I, I don't know about uh, depth with, with Tiffany, but she's going to have to play to a, a bigger audience, but I think she's fully prepared to do that. I think she's, she's good. She has the it factor, the star quality that every wrestler wants immediately that not many wrestlers have. Are we going to be seeing uh, NXT champion Lola Vice cashing in on, on Becky Lynch and winning the big one? I don't think so. I don't know who's going to win that tournament. That breakout tournament is not, obviously no one's been announced yet because it's quote coming soon. Uh, I assume they're trying to just figure it out themselves, but I have to, I have to guess that unless it's Lyra Valkyria and they do a whole, you know, respect showdown that that would be the next champion. Have Lyra get the rub from Becky Lynch. Is that where you go? Could be, could be. I, I would like to see the tournament and the brackets and everything if that's where they decide to go with it. It, I don't know. I, I think someone else could use that more than her. I wouldn't put her in the tournament. Yeah, uh, Lyra Valkyra. I, I'm just more saying uh, potential opponents for Becky because if we do have to get all the way to deadline with this, then we got a little while to go. So I've said this before. I will say it again. 
it really does feel to me like putting the title on Becky Lynch on NXT is very much a play for a larger media rights fee uh, number for NXT specifically because someone has said, we're not giving you a ton for Raw or for SmackDown, I don't know. But if Raw and NXT are a package deal because that's traditionally where they've landed with uh, with NBC Universal, then I feel like someone has decided to make the play for NXT being a much more valuable proposition for whoever picks them up. Uh, I don't know if you agree or disagree, but after t- after last night, it feels to me much more of, of a probability that that's what they're after. I think that is certainly a factor on this. I don't, I don't want to completely dismiss it. Like, no, they don't care about that. Obviously they care about the media rights stuff. The fact that they, they're talking, they're saying all the right things. Like we feel confident, you know, we got a lot of offers on the table. We've talking to a lot of people and stuff. The fact that they don't have any deal done right now does say a little bit that they are probably not getting what they were hoping for, what they were searching for. And they're waiting for things to, to kind of play out on this. Uh, the raw rating up against Monday night football doesn't speak too great to them. I think that was a little bit of an anomaly just because um, people were very invested in Aaron Rodgers coming to New York. And then that only lasted four plays anyway, but then they were still invested in the game itself because it was still a competitive game. I think next week will be a little bit more telling because next week I'm pretty sure it's like the Panthers and the saints. And look, I'm a Panthers fan. I can say this, this team sucks. And that's game probably isn't going to be, very good like that is not an appealing game to me as a panthers fan i'm like eh, why is this game on monday night football this should be one o'clock sunday like pretty much every other panthers game will be good saints and panthers at 715 has been browns and steelers on abc at 815 what they're doing two monday night football games next week two on the 18th and the 25th and then everywhere else oh week 14 is also another one that's two Oh, sure. This is on uh, on SI. Okay. Yeah, I, I see it. Um, Well, okay. Well, look, the ABC game is going to take precedent. That's hilarious, by the way, that uh, I'm a Panthers fan. My wife is a Browns fan. And not anymore because they uh, ha- uh, have a sexual assault person as their uh, quarterback now. So she cares less about them. Um but they're both playing on Monday Night Football, which is typically reserved for one team. And they decide to put two of them on the same night. And then there's wrestling on this night as well. That's so weird. Well, the Browns and the, the Steelers are going to draw on ABC. This doesn't help WWE now that I've been alerted to this. I thought it was just going to be um, Panthers and Saints. I'm like, yeah, nobody gives a shit about this game. Browns and Steelers will draw a little bit, especially being on ABC. That'll draw something. So, yeah, WWE might take another uh, car wash in the ratings next week. Whoops. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's so... The, the Monday Night Football debate with ratings and everything is always very interesting to me. I feel like it's it's always just been... I want to see the, the, the GVR numbers with WWE during the, uh, you know, during the football season. Same thing. I say the same thing with all the other uh, pro sports that run against football. You know, I'd, I'd love to see impacts regular plus five, plus three, plus seven uh, out of order. That is because now the Thursday night football will start being a thing. You know, the, the 20,000 million people that watch impact wrestling, you can't prove it. <laughs> they're they're going to start watching football instead. And then the number is going to be more like, you know, 2.78 million instead of 5.7. You can't prove this. 
two point a higher number than it would normally be. Um, Please watch Impact Wrestling and then watch the post show on Fightful. I, say, I think more people watch the post show than watch the actual show. In some weeks, yes. Impact One Thousand is this Thursday, and they're doing it over two weeks, so we're going to be talking about that. That's that's fun. So go watch that, please. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Um, uh, Becky, it's so back to the media rights thing. Becky, it's definitely a play. Like Dominic was a play for that. I think when they had Seth, it it was part of that. I think it's foolish to think that it's not a factor in all of this. But I also think that. They are trying to treat it like a third brand and they've always tried to treat it like a third brand, except when AEW was beating them and then they tried to claim it was developmental. But we know that wasn't the actual truth of this. They've always tried to because Triple H loves NXT and Triple H has put a lot into this. And now that he's gotten more power over the last year on the creative side, but then it got pulled back. But now that he has gotten to where he's gotten, he wants to put a lot of stock in that. And so that's why we're seeing these people go down there. I also think the wrestlers like doing it for the, for the most part, they like going down there and working that kind of smaller environment, looking at the younger generation, look who's up and coming and giving their feedback and everything. So I think there are a lot of factors at play. It'd be foolish to say that, Oh, it has nothing to do with ratings and media rights. Cause clearly it does. If it didn't, you would just stick as developmental stuff. You wouldn't need, Hey, here's Becky Lynch hey, here's Dominic Mysterio and Judgment Day. You wouldn't need them if it, if it had nothing to do with it. You put them on there because you want that boosted. You want that to look better. Be like, hey, Raw's doing this, which were some of the best numbers they've been doing until the last couple of weeks and certainly uh, this week. NXT's also doing this. Like you said, Joel, you get them together, you get it, you're getting this across two nights. And platforms might look at that and be like, hey, that's, uh, that's not bad. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, you take a look at how they perform in the tops of the of the the cables, the the cable ratings uh, war system, whatever you want to talk about. Collision is the same conversation that goes on and on and on. You know, and we're not we're not here to talk about ratings and the numbers specifically, but the idea here being that as long as they finish in the top blank, then they will be happy over at Warner Brothers in terms of the collision. You know, the numbers. Well, just because you're not seeing, you know, eight thousand. Sorry, 800,000 like we did on the first episode. Brain is not numbering today, okay? Uh, or any day. I'm not a mathematician. But the point being that just because it's, you're not seeing the week, num- week one number, that doesn't mean they're not finding success in other ways. So it really does come down to how you're faring versus your competition because competition is, is different every single night. And as a result, you're you know, your results are going to be different every single night. Becky comes back. Becky wins the NXT Women's Championship. Part of this is also, in terms of you want to talk about competition last night, don't expect a big number out of this one. And I know people are going to get weird, but the MTV VMAs were on last night. And that oh, was no one gives a shit uh, about that. You, you want to talk about people watching that Taylor Swift moment with all of NSYNC? That was a huge thing. You had okay, well, uh, yeah, Taylor Swift is a draw. The rest of the shit, no one cares about. That's it. fine. Selena Gomez was there. People were watching that. There was the whole like Megan the Stallion and Justin Timberlake had a fight that wasn't really a fight that everyone thought was something that turned into that was actually a very nice conversation about wanting to meet each other and for real and not just in crossing. There, there were a lot of storylines coming out of that, so I enjoyed that. But no, the VMAs do still play a bit of a role. Not a pivotal one, but they're still involved in, in the numbers that will play into the NXT numbers. That being said, 
Becky wins. Now she has to hypothetically show up weekly. What's up? VMAs last year, 2022. It was on about 18 different networks and it drew uh, 3.9 million viewers. Okay, this this was on MTV, VH1, CW, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, literally on like any Paramount network. It was on this show. Yes, okay, 3.9 million is what it was at last year. I, I don't know if this is good. I guess it's fine. Seems pretty good. You're not going to get like, you know, 14 point. Again, this is this is why it's interesting. We, I think you and I are very used to looking at sports ratings versus entertainment ratings. I didn't even know this show was on last night. I only found out because I followed Taylor Swift stuff. And like, everyone's like, oh, Taylor's going to be at the VMAs. Like, oh, okay, cool. VMAs are on. Fantastic. Like, I didn't even know this was a thing until literally a couple hours before it started. Like, I'm old. I get it. I don't watch that stuff anymore like i used to um i assume it will it will probably do better than i think it will uh yeah i look i get my boomer is showing i i completely understand mtv doesn't show music videos anymore isn't that the that's the gimmick so like i don't know any of these music videos i know taylor swift music videos that's it like oh Nicki minaj debuted a new song all right like uh, look, when when the MTV Video Music Award ratings come out that they had to air on uh, 18 networks to get the ratings way up there, then I'll 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 admit that I was wrong about people caring or, or not. I'm sure they they still do. They still do a fine number. 3.9 million last year. There we go. It'll be 4.2 this year. Remington 18 last- networks. They've got this. MTV should get back in the wrestling business. WSX ruled. It should be WSX, and also they should do uh, a WWE. The NXT should be on MTV. There you go. Wrestling Society X ruled. It did. We watched it for a few weeks over on uh, Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. We still have that, by the way. It exists. I don't remember that at all. I didn't do that. Was I part of that? I think you were part of it for one episode and then you kind of gave up on it. I disagree. I don't think I was part of it at all. At all? It's a fever dream. Yeah. Do you remember how we had to fight? You remember how we had to fight to get that channel? Not really. No, I thought I just asked and we just got it. I don't remember fighting at all. No, our boss was afraid of getting kicked off YouTube because he thought that Dr. Disrespect was uh, just like us. And the story of Dr. Disrespect and twitch and youtube he thought that was going to happen to fightful oh i don't remember any of these conversations Joel. oh well then must have been the fever dream yeah anyway. like my memory sucks i'm gonna be honest like my memory is awful what'd you have for breakfast oatmeal there you go see it's not so bad yeah i can maybe remember like hours ago you asked me to remember like more than 24 hours absolutely oh, not game over i get it anyway let's move on uh, speaking of fever dreams monday morning Oh, sorry, Monday, Monday evening, maybe Tuesday morning if you're waking up and watching the news. Uh, Nia Jax returns to WWE. She's the first big return under the non-tiring freeze, whatever this is. Uh, and she, she's back. What were your immediate thoughts to Nia Jax coming back to WWE? Um, good, good for her. Hope she's getting paid. That's my, I don't have any issues with Nia Jax. I never met Nia Jax. I think there's a place for Nia Jax in WWE. 
Um, she she has she fills a void that a lot of wrestlers just can't fill with, with her size, um, with, with her size and strength. Like she fills. There aren't many people. She's not like most girls. Uh, so she she fills that role of the monster heel. She fills that role. Like good on her. I have no issue with it. It is fine. Do I think they should utilize other people over her? Probably. But she fills a role. She draws a reaction. Maybe it's not the reaction. Well, it is the reaction they want. As long as people aren't tuning out, then okay. I don't. I don't. Her coworkers defend her when it comes to injuring people and things like that. So that's like if they're fine with it and they're they feel comfortable working with her, cool. I hope we don't see any types of injuries instead for anybody who steps in the ring. I don't. I'm fine. People getting a job. And if she's there and she wants to do it good on her. Yeah. You know what? There's a part of me that agrees. Cause uh, she, she has a brand. She has people that, you know, that, that, that like her, she actually comes off quite likable in interviews. So I will say that she does. Yeah. She, she legitimately does. I, yeah. She did try to like stir some shit up uh, on Twitter. One, a few times. Um, like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if people are, like trolling, with that or she has some stuff I don't agree with certainly. Uh, but yeah, whenever I listen to our interviews, I'm like, ah, she seems like a, a decent person. Yeah. Lena, Lena seems fine. King of the North is just like I'm very late, but I know troll pro popped audibly for Nia Jax's return. To <laughs> so let me, let me tell you where I found out about Nia Jax's return. It was about 7 AM on Tuesday morning because buddy, I fell asleep before the main event of Monday night. Wow. I was, Joel does not support women's wrestling. Fell asleep before the main event. I went back and watched it. I did watch the whole thing. The match itself between Raquel Rodriguez and Rhea Ripley was actually pretty okay. Like there was some good stuff going on there. And then they did the finish they did. And Nia's back. And you know what? Good on Nia. What I loved, by the way, when she came back, she just kept slapping Rhea's face over and over again. I just kept popping for that. So unnecessarily silly, but also just kind of perfect Nia's just gonna be like this this bitch that's it like she's just gonna be that person and that's fine it's gonna be entertaining and love her or hate her and feel how you want about you know the everything we just talked about she elicits a response and do I wish that and I hope that she has um, picked up a few more moves or just learned some stuff in ring she was training with Devon Dudley you know a few months back so there has been at least some training or at least some some work put in on her side. Uh, and hopefully you know, she, she works a physical style. She always has. Now it's also on her to maintain and make sure that the women and people that she works with are kept equally safe to the work that she does. So that's my that's my general hope. But as a character, like I'm I'm kind of into it because it's just she's a character that's already got legs. She's already over with the crowd in some way, shape or form. You can argue that they probably should have built somebody to take this position and they have other women to utilize who can fill roles. But like I said, like there aren't many people who fill that role that Naya can fill. And so they're utilizing her in that role. Good on her. We'll we'll see where it goes. As long as everyone's safe in the ring, as long as we don't have any more incidents actually you know what we do need more incidents like nia and charlotte because that fucking ruled them shooting on each other when they got heated that was awesome 
We need more of that. I don't want anybody getting legit punched in the face, broken nose like Becky, even though that turned into the biggest moment uh, of Becky's career at the time. Don't need that because that wasn't good. Um, but Nia and Charlotte just going straight shoot fight on each other. That was fantastic. Then they tried to recreate it and it looked silly. But the actual like, what the hell's going on? Oh, that popped me so much. So uh, we do. We do need Nia uh, shooting a little bit. And then we need people to fire back at her. Don't be afraid. Fire the fuck back. <laughs> I just thought of the, I thought of the moment where they, they did the shoot fight on each other. They just got lost. They got lost in the match and decided oh. it was it was both both each other's fault and decided to take it into their own hands. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Those are the like everyone's good. They even say they like joke about it, they're friends now and everything. Like it's fine. Like that's the this the fun stuff in wrestling. Just like start shooting on each other in the middle of the match. The fact that it like happened on live television and it was legit and they just like broke out of their match to do this. So funny. So funny. They can joke if they can joke about it now, then I'll joke about it too. But so damn funny it was that they did this. I I want to I want to actually point this out. The reason why I tapped out before the end of Raw was actually because I couldn't watch Raw properly either, and I couldn't watch NXT properly last night either because in Canada I use Sportsnet, right? And the Sportsnet app they just underwent some changes. They're now called Sportsnet Plus. Regardless, the WWE Network version on Sportsnet includes the live WWE programming as it airs, and then all the pay per view, the PLEs, and the backlog, and all that stuff. Everything was working fine up until recently, where on Monday when I went to log into Raw it kept giving me an error code and it keeps throwing me this error code saying the service is only available in Canada. Well, I hate to break it to y'all. I'm in Canada. I'm not using a VPN. I'm not using a static IP, but for some stupid reason, this service has decided that it's not going to work for me. Reached out to Rogers who owns Sportsnet, and I'm just like, what the hell's the deal? And they're just like, "Mm -hmm. we'll email you something. And I'm like, no, you won't. (laughs) So, so I'm looking for alternative means to watch the shows. And it's a pain in the ass when those alternative means get, torn down every 10 minutes wink wink you need to find much better alternative means joel i'm trying to jeremy lambert it's a pain in the butt people it's not it's not if you know where to look and you know who to ask i've got three separate websites that i use for feeds and post them in the private chat i'll tell you if they're any good all right i will anyway there's yeah just gonna blame canada on this one it's just i got one and it always works yeah always works i actually got two Always right. See, Kai's got the link. We're just selling links out here. You need a link, huh? You need that link hookup. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's got a link. The problem is, once that link dies, you got to wait link? for a new one to get up. So they're there in the private chat. Those are the three that I'll use. It must be a Canada issue because I've never had any issues with any of those sites. They get it's because they get copyright struck if they're on certain web. This is an offline conversation. <laughs> I'm just saying I've never had an issue with any of these sites. Sportsnet work properly is all i'm saying i watch all of my i have more issues with my friggin usa network stream uh cutting off and i i pay for this like that's a pain in the ass that it doesn't want to always work so just admit you don't support women's wrestling joel and you fell asleep it had nothing to do with the cable sports net rogers whatever it was that you were tired and you just decided to Oh, there's a women's main event. I will fall asleep now. That's what happened, Joel. It's okay to admit that. 
Have you read the thing yet? Yeah, I don't. How are they washed? Tatar had 20 goals last year with the Devils. Druin, they're paying him less than a million dollars to be on this team. I love both signings. Let's go Ducks. No, both signings are great. I'm I'm pumped. That Tatar signing, that's fantastic, by the way. He just showed up. Hey, it, abs don't even have training camp open. They're just like holding practice because a lot of the guys are in town ready for training camp. Tatar just shows up wearing an abs jersey. And then like five minutes later, the abs are like, oh, by the way, we've signed Thomas Tatar and to, to a contract. It's like, well, I would hope so because he just showed up at your rink wearing a jersey. It's a, it's like the the uh, after uh, AEW when they make the announcement, you know? They just wrestle on television. And then AEW is like, they're all elite. Well, yeah, I hope so. They just showed up and beat your champion. I hope they're part of the company at this point. Like John Moxley just showed up and, and laid out Kenny Omega. Like, I hope he signed. What is this, Ring of Honor of Madison Square Garden? What is this? Real one and big cast or a Ring of Honor? <laughs> that was a great, great show that nobody watched and everyone got upset about it. That main yeah. event, Jay White and Okada was really good. That was a very good main event. Did you know that Matt Taven was the reason he built it, that that building was filled up? <laughs> Bless Matt Taven, man. He won that, like, on scale, like the biggest match in ROH history. If we're being honest about things, right? Like MSG sold out. Like on scale, that was the biggest match in ROH history. And like, he's just, he's just a guy on AEW television getting his neck strong. <laughs> he's not even, I mean, he's kind of getting his neck strong, but like, he's just a neck strong supporter. Like he's the guy, like when they're doing the necking, he's there like cheering them on for the necking. Like that's, that's what's going on. Like he's just a viewer of the neck strong and the neck workouts. That's it's just adjacent to, you know, you're the cameraman in that instance. You're not even the star. I mean, Matt Taven's the star. No one, no one knows who the cameraman is when the necking is going on. When all those neck workouts are happening. Everyone knows Stu. Stu is the guy behind the camera all the time. Stu doesn't shoot necking. Do you know? Let's let's uh, let's let's. uh, We were talking about hockey. Now we're talking about necking. Apparently. Let's just go ahead and dive right into this, Joel. Let's ask the real questions around here. Do you know any porn camera people? Hold on, I had to think about this. I know a lot of people in production. Do I know people? Uh, if I do, they haven't actually told me that they uh, that that's what they do. Ask your production friends. Be like, hey, you ever run camera for a porn shoot? Okay, what is the follow up to that question? No, just, you don't need. Why do you need a follow up? Just yes or oh, no. I, just be like, I, okay, I, cool, thanks. I thought you were trying to make a point. No, I'm having a conversation. There's no point to. We're talking about porn cameraman. You, there's no point to this at all. Uh, listen, at one point we were trying to get Alexis Fox on the stop it. Stop it. Stop doing that. I'm I'm supporting Jay Uso. At one point we were trying to get Alexis Fox on this show. Apparently. Yeah, we were. We should return my DMs. Oh gee, I'm shocked. 
a random random account just sends a dm to Not a woman. random i had a purpose for this dm so do the other ones who are asking her to mar- be married to them Nah, i wasn't mar- i'm happily married I'm, I'm aware but i'm saying in her eyes you may be nothing more than the people who get into her dms and are just like feed pics i didn't ask for feed pics i said <laughs> hey will you come on this wrestling show I, Don't make uh, me out to be some pervert here. I'm not saying you Joel? are. I'm saying she might take whatever you say as no different than what some of the others say. Hey, do you want to come on this legitimate wrestling? Well, legitimate, stupid. Yeah. Uh, hey, do you want to come on this legitimate in the sense that we are a real wrestling show? Uh, do you want to come on this wrestling show? Here's. You can see our stuff. Yeah, random bearded white man sends her DM that goes under. That's wrong. fair. <laughs> that part is fair of like, she just saw a profile picture and is like, nope, not even going to entertain this idea. I don't care what he has to say. It can be a real thing. Like, nope, not even going to entertain it. That part, very fair. Fair. Had she read what I was asking, I, I was asking a legitimate question to get her on a real show, not to solicit feet pics. There's still time. I can message again. She, we, I feel like the window has missed. You only get one opportunity at the money shot, Joel. <laughs> Didn't we have someone who was like, I can hook you up? Not literally, but like someone who could get us in, in contact. Yeah, it didn't. It, unfortunately, it just it didn't work out. It didn't work out. I still want that other. I want that other YouTuber to get to us. Well, maybe he is, you know, worried about feet pics as well, Joel. And that's why he is not. <laughs> gotten back to me either it's too busy pranking members of certain places in the world anyway i see someone in the chat just like she might have a little junk folder for dms from non-mutuals and that's probably more likely you most likely ended up in her junk i don't know if she's if she's on uh the x right now because now i'm verified baby and so i can just message uh freely all of these people i thought you dm'd her on uh, instagram it was instagram that's what i'm saying yeah she's, like, she's verified there yeah, I'm not verified on the Insta. Yeah, no, neither am I. I ain't paying for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, fortunately got, got the X. I, I uh, used work as an excuse to, to not have to pay in full on that one. That's probably so if she's If she's on Twitter, then, then maybe I'll, I'll have a better shot at things as I am verified through through the twitter instagram see i don't look great on instagram when i said instagram dms because i got i got like no followers i don't follow anybody i don't have any posts or anything like i just i have i have no like real presence on instagram so that's why i don't like using instagram to dm people because i i legitimately don't look like i'm legit as who i am and so they probably do just ignore me twitter you can at least click and be like oh yeah here we go here's a Here's um, the actual person. We know this is the person who says he is. It's very frustrating that we go after these people who only have Instagram. And then we're like, please look at us on our Twitter accounts where we are more popular and well-known. And not- Everyone should get on X is what we we're saying. Yes. Get, get, come and roll on X with us. That's what you do, right? To join X, you, you got to click. I don't roll. know. Never done it. Oh, done what? X. I thought that was the website we're talking about. It is. Never done it. Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Why do I do this every time? 
Anyway, what's left to talk about? We do have Dynamite, but I don't think I want to spend 30 minutes talking about Dynamite. Is there anything you want to you want to cover from uh, this the last couple of days with uh, WWE with with Raw or with SmackDown or sorry Raw with or with uh, NXT? There's a, there there is you know some stuff we could talk about. What happened on Raw? You fell asleep. You don't even know. <laughs> you asleep. don't support well, women's wrestling. No, I do know because other stuff happened. You know, Jey Uso showed up and everyone's I like, like the Jey Uso stuff. Okay. I like that. I like that uh, people don't trust him and he accidentally super kicked Kevin and he's kind of getting his own way with stuff. I, it's much more compelling than the, the Jimmy Uso stuff where they got seemingly no idea what they're doing. At least they're trying to tell some stories here with Jay and calling back to the past. Jimmy is still like just stuck in bloodline mud here. He's stuck uh, in the past. Jimmy Uso. Yeah. I, I like, I like the Jay Uso stuff. Um, that, That's good on raw Cody. Speaking of spinning some wheels, they're just like, here's Dominic again, dude. Have fun. That's yeah. That's spinning your wheels. I don't know where that's going. Well, actually, I kind of do. And I, he wants- we talked about it. We said Title Tuesday. Cody is going to be on this show and Cody's going to do the dumbest shit he could possibly do. Is he by Dominic Mysterio, NXT North American title match? Let's break out the fire. Let's break out the tax. 100 people in the performance center don't care. Let's do it all, Dom. Let's go. This is what I said was going to happen. You're going to have Dominic Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes for the North American Championship on Title Tuesday, with I know that's the that's the AEW, but that's what they're calling it. But like, let's face it, let's also call it NXT Title Tuesday. Let's just let's just cross brand because now AEW and WWE and UFC are just going to be all one big happy family. So Title Tuesday, Title Tuesday is a stupid name. They just wanted some alliteration. That's all. Anyway, so it's Title Tuesday, and uh, you got these two men going up against each other. I wouldn't be surprised if Cody wins the North American championship. And then he goes over and he says, I can't defend this title as often as I'd like. And I am such a big, I want to give credence and respect nah. to the people at NXT. Shawn Michaels, I deliver it to you. And then Shawn Michaels says, thank you, Cody. Now we're going to have an NXT deadline, a five man ladder match. And all, and then they're going to have a bunch of matches to do qualifications for that match. Cody ain't a bitch like that. Cody's right, we're not... showing reverence to the championship and nah, Cody the company. Cody ain't a bitch like that. Have more respect for Cody in this. Cody's going to win that title from Dominic. And then he's going to compete in that five-man ladder match because he ain't got to take a loss in that aspect. Just climb the title. It's fine. He ain't got to take that loss. Cody's going to compete in that ladder match. He He's going to win the title. But then he'll give it up proper. He ain't going to just lose his smile. Oh, I can't make the towns. Cody makes the damn towns. That's why he's Cody Rhodes. He's going to compete in that ladder match. He'll lose. But that's that's where they're going with this. Okay, that's fair. I could see that being a thing. And then he goes on and wins the Royal Rumble. And then maybe he finishes the story at WrestleMania 40. Maybe I'm makes- so excited for Cody in the Performance Center, by the way. So, what do you want to talk about? In front of a hundred people, all chant Cody, Cody, Cody. He's shouting out his father, Dusty. I was back there. Dusty was back there. He had his own office back there. He used to come bring people into his office. They would eat the barbecue. They would watch the tapes. They would just tell stories, brother. 
and I would go up to the main roster. Dusty didn't want to show any favoritism to his kid. Dusty's kids. They talk about all Dusty's kids here at NXT. All the men that Dusty paid the wave for here at NXT while I was off doing my own thing. I'm back here in NXT now. I want to get a taste of what this is like. I wanted to see what my father had built firsthand. That's why I'm here. And that North American title, I don't think it's around somebody who Dusty Rhodes would have been proud of. Carmelo Hayes as the NXT champion, that's a person who Dusty Rhodes would have been proud of. Dominic Mysterio, your father's not proud of you. My father wouldn't have been proud of you. And I'm going to take that title from you. Cody, 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 Cody. Big pyro going off. So that's what I was, hold on. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So what are they going to do about the pyro at the PC? They're going to fucking use it. <laughs> you have to get some extra filtration system going for that. The whoa, the whoa with 100 you, people in that small building. It's gonna the say. roof legitimately might come off that place. That thing's going to pop, baby. This, listening to however many people in the PC do Becky's theme last night. That was, that was kind of sad. I gotta say Cody's going to Cody's going to make that pop. I can't wait for Cody on NXT Cody against Dom Cody in the five person, six person multi-man ladder match with bodies flying around and stuff. Just doing some dumb stuff. Ah, Cody rules. I can't wait for Cody. He said it. He said, he went, he did that table fire spot with Andrade because he's like, I just want to do stuff to make sure people were tuning in. And they weren't going to tune out when Cody Rhodes was on television. They weren't going to tune over to that other channel when Cody was out there. He's going to have that same mindset going to NXT. He's like, I want to make sure they're tuning in to this. And so they ain't tuning over to that. Uh, he's the underdog again on NXT. Underdog Cody Rhodes with the chip on his shoulder with something to prove when he feels backed up and he feels disrespected. And then he goes, Go up, get him, Cody. And then he goes up to the statue for the Dusty uh, Classic and he kisses it and he cries a couple of tears. And then he, he's like, Wait, I have an idea. And he walks in to Sean's office, but it actually says Regal now because it's a year and we can finally start doing that. So he walks into the office and he says, bring it back. And then Sean or, or Regal say, bring what back? And he says, you know, and they say no. And he's like, then I will. And he comes out to the ring and they do the whole, whoa. And this is actually his third entrance of the night. Don't know how he's just dominated a two hour show. He is just, as he should, as he should. NXT is like, they're going to rename it CXT for Cody. I don't know. Whatever. Cody That's comes out. Not at all. So Cody comes out third time and he introduces the Dusty Cup and, and we're back on, baby. That's how, Good. That's how it goes. Good. Just keep giving <laughs> me the Cody Rhodes. Put him on every single show. February should be NXT Groundhog Day. That would be very funny. And it's just Cody coming out after every segment. Good. Oh, Cody, he's already a star in the main roster. You put him in that little setting, that's the biggest star in the world right there. I can't wait for Cody in NXT. What happens if it doesn't happen? Then WWE clearly hates me, and I will not stand for it. I will stand for it. That's that's. I will never watch NXT again if we don't get a Cody Rhodes appearance at some point this year. Honestly, Cody working NXT for the rest of the year, it kind of works. Like he just he ain't doing anything else. They just kind of told us 
pretty much the same thing you got before. We're just going to do here. Why not put it on Tuesdays? Why not just do that? Get a, get him a bus and just let him go to town. He has a bus. I thought they got rid of the bus. Didn't Brandy say she couldn't do the bus anymore? Nah, they still got the bus. Oh, they always got the bus then. Well, maybe he just travels in the bus and Brandy was like, I'm going to go back and forth. Yeah, Brandy, Brandy's taking care of the kids. She's got a yoga studio and stuff now. Good for her, by the way. They announced yeah. the opening of that studio. It's good stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's kind of where I am. Cody, with Cody, Cody, Cody. North American champion Cody Rhodes winning it at Title Tuesday and losing it at NXT deadline in December. It's fine. Do the multi-man ladder match, baby. Let's it would go. work. It would honestly work. And then the week after, the Tuesday after, he's like, "Well, it didn't go the way it was supposed to at deadline, but I still got one more trick up my sleeve." And that's when he brings out the Dusty Trophy and announced the Dusty Cup in early 2024. There, look at us. Ah. I like this. Yeah, the Cody verse. Bring that shit to Tuesday. Let's go, Cody verse. So, PC. What do you want to talk about? And they're just like, for the last time, nothing. Nah, the PC crowd's eating that up, man. Cody's so beloved. So beloved. After five weeks, though, that that crowd turned on you. Nah, nah, not Cody. Cody's built different, man. He is built different when it comes to this stuff. That man is just, he stays over. Bless him. That's true. He'll give a stump speech and he'll be fine. Yeah. Everyone will be happy. It's fine. Anyway, let's... uh, Let's talk about Dynamite. You want to shift to AEW for a bit? Okay. It's a bit. It's a, it's a pretty busy night. We have a, a few matches to go through and a couple of <clears throat> segments, I guess. We'll hear from the sex gods. Don't know why they're still being touted as a tag team, considering they a broke up last week and b have a match at Grand Slam against. They one. didn't break up though. They just gotta settle their differences like men. No, they don't. They have to fight and hate each other and not be a team anymore no they're just they they have some disagreements some people settle disagreements with the rock paper scissors shoot or something some people go to therapy they decide they're gonna have a wrestling match against each other and then after the wrestling match they'll be brothers again joel pay attention more people should go to therapy is all i'm saying pay attention to the show joel they did not break up they're going to have a segment. They're going to talk about how much they love each other tonight. And they said, but you know what? Sometimes brothers fight. And next week at Grand Slam, we're going to fight. And we're going to settle things. And after we're done fighting, we're going to go after those AEW Tag Team Championships because we have still have respect for each other. Nobody wants to know. Look at these. Uh, the chat's calling you out. Look at this. They didn't break up. They they still want to win the tag titles, bro. Yeah, you know what? Bill Pearl must have fallen asleep for this too. I probably did because you know what Chris Jericho does for me? Nothing. Okay, wow. not much. You know what Sammy Guevara does for me? Not much. Their match wow. with Aussie Open, that was fine. What I don't need is the way that that match was carried on, which was, oh, we keep getting in each other's way. Up, 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 and they still lost. Come on, still sorry they won. They shouldn't have. They should have lost. Is what it should. That's the way it should have been. Is that they kept getting in each other's way until they lost the match. Instead, it was yeah. I just it was hilarious. It was legitimately hilarious that like this isn't working after they won. Like Kobe and Shaq, baby. You know they were winning titles. It's like ah, eh, this isn't really working. Come. Take the victories where they come. Ozzy Open should have won that match. That's all it should have been. I had Kobe and Shaq at least lost their last title uh, before they officially broke up to, to the Pistons, but they were just winning before that, even though they hated each other. Sometimes, again, Jericho and Sammy are Cody and Shaq. On record, clip it, put it online, 
sure nobody cares about my actual opinions, but if Road Dog says this, people would be like, "What the hell?" It was planned that Becky Lynch would be booed and Charlotte would be cheered. We wanted it to be that way. Bro, Road Dog was just trolling on his podcast today. I respect it. I respect that he recognizes the trolling. Oh, I'm saying five years ago he was fully bought into the fact that turning Becky heel was a good idea. Oh, I know, but he was trolling today because they asked him, "Are you a better sports Bucks. entertainer yeah. than the Young Bucks?" And he's like, "Yes." He's like, "I just, I know I'm going to get a bunch of Nash is doing the same thing. Like, I had no heat with Punk, but I'm going to say this because it gets a bunch of clicks. Like, good on them. They they know the game. They know the, the game. game is the game, and they don't get weird about it too because Nash at least had the decency to then do the whole. You know, we're just doing this for clicks, right? Like, yeah. At least because sometimes people just need to hear it. Sometimes people just need to hear, stop being weird, go outside, touch grass, and then don't beat up your coworkers. The game is the game, Joel. And you get these, these old guys give their thoughts on stuff and they know what they're doing. They know they're just going to get clicks out of it. Sometimes they say like, ah, you know, just, uh, just playing brother. Another, they say it publicly and other times they might say it behind the scenes, but regardless, eh, never, never stop working. Everyone, never stop working. Speaking of never stop working, Don Callis reveals his next masterpiece, and I hope Mel Coleman is having a lovely vacation. Who's it going to be? Well, Mel Coleman made it, so. I know. Do you know who Do you know who it is, like, legitimately? No, actually, because she's been on vacation. We haven't chatted in a week. Okay. Uh, who could it be? Is it maybe maybe it's uh maybe it's Sammy Guevara? What? Eh. <laughs> shouldn't they do a Takeshka Jericho match? Like, shouldn't they actually like do that? I guess Osprey was the the uh, advocate for or the surrogate for Don Callis and that to take out Jericho. Moxley, it, I guess they were aligned. Moxley's kind of a heel, but you would think Takeshka would want some gold after beating Kenny. Who who makes sense for Takeshka to go after? John Moxley. <laughs> I just said that. I know. <laughs> I just, I can't think of anyone else. Uh, who's the TNT champion? No, that's not going to work. I don't know. I, I don't know. You would assume he wants a championship. I mean, Don Callis just has like personal grudges. Who does Don Callis have a personal grudge against? Yeah, Abushi. Right I, I don't want to see that though. <laughs> like you could do it. I'm just, I'm not really Jones in to see kota ibushi in a singles match just yet you could do it at wrestle dream because ibushi can still be considered a new japan talent like they they yeah. patch things up and they're they're friendly fire now so you could do that i guess i don't love it orange orange cassidy yeah that's another one but orange orange coming back from you know losing the title you don't want to have him lose again right you don't have him go and just lose his first feud out man orange is gonna stay over i think i think he'll be okay yeah, he would, but I just, I don't know. I wouldn't do it. Goldberg is the one. Keith the Lee? Oh, God, I hope not. Takeshi and Keith Lee would just be not good wow. for anybody, any way, any shape, any form. No thanks. Vehemently upset at this, Joel. Wow. I'm, you are? Or I, are you in You are. I'm not. I just don't think it would be good. Also, then it would be yeah. happening on Collision because for some reason, Keith Lee is now a Collision guy. Brand split ended, Joel. Not according to Keith Lee, who's Watch like, you product. can find me on collision. Watch the product. The brand split's over. Eh, it depends who you ask. MJF? Ballsy? That would be fun. Don't think it's going to be MJF. Yeah. 
Colt Cabana. He's avenging. I don't know who, but he's avenging Colt Cabana's ghost. They, there's some options, but there aren't like too many strong. I mean, if Don Callis has, uh, if Don Callis is building his family here, which is only Takeshka and maybe sometimes Will Ospreay, if he get if he can get two other people there, he can go after the acclaimed. Why aren't Ozzy Open considered part of the family? Is their United Empire, not Don Callis' family? But I'm saying, if Will Osprey is part of the family, isn't it safe to assume that his brothers from they're like third cousins, man? They they're not they don't come to all the gatherings. They're third cousins. Sometimes you got to invite those cousins, even in the extenuating circumstances. Maybe, maybe, maybe they do bring in the third cousins, Ozzy Open. But right now, they're they're just not they're just not part of it. Jack Perry would have made sense. Oh, I guess Jack Perry's a heel. Hook. Oh, Hook. Why not Hook? Why hook? You gotta do something with these people, Joel. I know you do, but <laughs> what excuse are you gonna make with a Don Cal's gonna be like, we're going after you, Taz, because you made you talk shit about me incessantly in ECW. And yeah. when I was Cyrus the virus trying to shut you down, you were already gone. So what does it matter? Dude, he's just revealing some masterpiece painting to target the next person. You can make sense out of whoever you want it to make sense of. They gotta do something with hook. Probably, maybe it's Darby that they're going after. Darby's got like eight feuds right now. Well, what's one more? Bless Darby, man. He's doing a lot of heavy lifting for this company as the baby face. What if it's Adam Cole and they're just trying to give Adam Cole something to do while MJF is out defending his championship? I mean, well, Adam Cole's ROH tag team champion with MJF. There you go. Takeshita can get a friend and then we can have uh, Takeshita Adam Cole I'm uh, sorry, Takeshita and who knows who versus Adam Cole and MJF. I just said he should get a friend, but he should get two friends. It's yeah, better who, to have more friends. Uh, yeah, you should. That's why Ozzy Open comes into this whole thing. Why not one Ozzy Open member? I mean, a few months ago, you probably would have had one. Well, they're both healthy now, Joel. You yeah, were mad about that. I, I know. I don't know why the graphic didn't come so. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, else is on this show? What else is on the show? The Grand Slam Women's Championship four-way eliminator because AEW is very well known for their, their four-way women's matches. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Hikaru Shida, Nyla Rose, Tony Storm. Winner gets Soraya at Grand Slam. One year after her big debut last year at Grand Slam, Soraya is now the AEW World Women's Champion. Uh, who you got between uh, Baker, Shida, Rose, and Tony Storm? It should be Shida. Um... I'm worried that it might not be Sheeta. Baker makes sense. Tony makes sense. Nyla. I love Nyla. Make Nyla make sense. She's a former champion. Like that's kind of just how she makes sense as she's in this match, but she ain't really been on TV or doing anything. She's just kind of there. Nyla Rose is the quarterly first uh, challenger for your new champion. Almost all the time. So yeah. Nyla Rose makes sense. Yeah. I, I, the other three I could see, and you can make sense out of either, either Sheeta gets her one-on-one rematch, Tony Storm, there's obviously she did, her and Soraya had the falling out. She cost Ruby, all this kind of stuff. And Britt, like when Soraya debuted, it was going after Britt. Britt was the, the first match back and everything. Britt is still com- comes off like a big star in the company. And there's an actual... 
I mean, she does a baby face, but there is a good baby face heel divide with uh, Britt and Soraya. So all of those make sense. I don't, I don't know where they go. I, I think it should be Sheeta. That's where I would go with it. I'd probably just go ahead and put the belt back on Sheeta. Um, but we, we shall see. I can see. I, again, I'm with you with Sheeta. Tony Storm winning would make a big deal just because she is just incredibly over right now. And also you can play out the whole what's going to happen with the outsiders and, you know, are they going to want to fight their former teammate and Tony Storm is crazy, yada, yada. There is a larger story you can tell there. I don't know if they want to do that or if they're going to go there just yet. Maybe play that out later. But Sheeta coming and winning that title just it works for me. It's just what it's what I would do. It's what I would want. Uh, I don't see Saray as a long term women's champion. Yeah, we we will see if uh, if Saraya is holding that belt for a while, or if it was just a feel good moment for um, all in in front of her family and stuff. So uh, Redmond says thinks Saraya hold it till full gear at least. I feel like she's going to get one successful title defense in there. We don't need a hot potato this title even more. Like, can we get some establishment to this belt? I don't think she's going to be holding the title for too too long. Hangman Adam Page. Brian Cage, third time is the charm. Who we got between Page and Cage? And why isn't it being put in a cage? I mean, Nangman's most likely winning because I think the loss comes to Swerve, not here. So I, you I know they're... That, eh? What? You're still on that, the Swerve winning. Yeah, I think Swerve, I think they should do a trilogy and Swerve wins the first one. Okay. No, I, I, okay. I'm hearing you. Yeah. It'll be a good match though. Uh, their their past matches were good, so yeah, it, it'll be it'll be a good match. But I don't think they're gonna do the Hangman adversity story quite. I mean, that's what they're doing in in a sense, but I don't think it's gonna include a loss to Cage. Yeah, I think the loss comes to Swerve. Yeah, I can understand that. I uh, I do think Adam Page wins, or you can have Cage kind of luck his way into it, and then Swerve not luck his way, cheat his way to win, and then yeah. Swerve come out and be like, "See, you didn't want it enough. Why should I?" face you if you're just gonna lose this match against my guy so i could see that happening yeah but you got to do the match between swerve and hangman it's it's better mm-hmm. if hangman like wins maybe kind of like skates by on it like just kind of gets by hangman maybe shows some fire afterwards or or even or maybe he doesn't show fire maybe swerve still like downplays them like that's that's it like you barely won this match. The hangman I know as good as Brian Cage is. And the last time somebody lost a damn match, Swerve just kicked him out of the damn group. He was like, get out of here, dude. Um, but maybe it's just like, you know, you barely got by. If that's the best hangman I'm going to get, it's going to be a cakewalk against you. I'm like, dog walk you if that's the hangman page I'm going to get at Wrestle Dream or whatever, or Grand Slam, wherever they're going to do this match. Would you do a trios match between hangman and the elite? versus the trios the the roh trios champions no because and brian gage no why no i could just see the gates of agony getting involved in this match and then the young bucks having to come in and be like ah you think you're so big well we're gonna trios match don't put those titles on the line the the roh world six-man titles are reserved for people who are about to be out of contract winning the titles that's the way that that title has worked for the last three rounds we don't change it now, but uh, yeah, that's kind of, I don't know. I, I could see them doing the hung box uh, thing now, or you can do an elite versus mogul embassy match do four on four. Young bucks are still just hanging out with FTR, I guess. 
right now. Like sure they are the FT besties. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what actually where that actually is, is going. Are they gonna do another match between those teams? So FTR is doing their open challenge thing. And maybe uh, look, if the Young Bucks are good friends, they should get involved and help out Hangman and but they they got options. They got options here. I just don't see I just don't see them doing ROH six man stuff. They don't actually care about those ROH six man titles. I'm not saying they put those tag titles on the line. I'm saying that just because they are hypothetically a six man tag team. That- yeah, but they got to win that. You can't have like those guys taking those losses. I, I know they like to lose. They're they're okay with losing, but like Young Bucks got to win some stuff and get back in that tag division and like help build that. Hangman, he can take the loss to swerve. I don't need him losing six-man tag matches. Okay, I got what you're saying. To Brian Cage and Bishop and Khan. I like all these guys, but I just don't need him losing these matches. All right, well, let's move on to the AW International Championship. John Moxley takes on Big Bill next week. It'll be Colt Cabana the day. Then it's going to be Dirty Dango. Yeah, well, that John Moxley promo ruled it was on Control good. Center or Road to whatever whatever it was. I did. Like the last person that stepped here in Sensi challenged for a title, woke up in the hospital and didn't remember what the hell happened. John Moxley is just the greatest, absolute greatest. It'd be a fun match. Big Bill's improved a lot since the WWE stuff. I think anybody who's watched him in AW uh, can can agree and attest to that john moxley's on a different level from a lot of people right now former roommates they're gonna hit each other really hard they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of physicality yeah i'm looking forward to this one honestly i don't think the result is really in doubt but like i'm really looking forward to the actual match yeah i am too this is gonna be a, a fun one i you hit the nail on the head big bill has come a long long way and I had the pleasure of watching him in Impact as he was kind of getting his legs back and people were getting excited about his his work again. And I think he's uh, he's really developed not only as a character, but also further as a wrestler. And he's just, he's a good dude, you know, from uh, from everything I, I continue to hear about him and the work he's been doing lately. It seems like this is a good, good position for him. Moxley winning is clearly the play. Big Bill pulling out a, a shock victory in, in Cincy would be, I'd be ballsy, but I I just think it'll be a good match. Ricky Starks will be involved somehow, and it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch. And then the main event, presumably tonight, the Grand Slam tournament final, it's Roderick Strong taking on Mimosa Joe. This is a very interesting match. A lot of people going back and forth. Who's going to get the Grand Slam title match, and who's going to get the Wrestle Dream title match, or is neither man going to get the wrestle the Wrestle Dream title match? I I think that Joe is is the play here because joe's story is more mjf roddy's story it's mjf centric it's tied to it but it's more adam cole and you can do and i i suspect at some point and they should do a roddy strong mjf match but joe is directly in mjf's line roddy is a little purview because he, he's more directly in adam cole's line um so I think Joe's the call here for to do the match at uh, Grand Slam. I still think it is going to be uh, a match for Roddy Strong to win. I think it'll really? be. A, I, I think it'll be uh, some shenanigans, not necessarily runs or anything. I think Adam Cole gets involved in some way and costs someone the match. In this case, uh, Adam Cole and Adam Cole costs uh, Samoa Joe, Mimosa Joe, the match, and we have uh, we have Roddy Strong. And now everyone's feeling conflicted in a certain way. 
that's kind of where I'm going with this. Or the kingdom get involved and they help uh, they help him. Or MJF gets involved because he doesn't want to face Samoa Joe because he knows Joe could beat the shit out of him. So instead, he's going to take on Roddy Strong because he'd rather the the worst of the two men. That's kind of that's most likely in my brain of MJF getting involved and like costing Joe the match and just being like, ha ha, no title match for you back of the line. And we move from there. If this match does not close the show, watch the screw. What do you mean by watch the screw? The screwy finish. Oh, then yes, well, absolutely. Yes. The screwy finish. I thought you were talking I didn't about- sell that as well as Tony Storm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, watch for the screw. Yeah. Emphasis on- there you go. You know, I wasn't trying to bite Tony Storm completely. There. No, you, was- you might just, yeah. I'm a writer, not a biter, Joel Pearl. Well, let's bite our way out of here. Leave a thumbs up and uh, Jeremy. Nice. Let's uh, get out of here. Do the things, the plugs and stuff. Folks, it's the final episode before my birthday episode. Oh, before your birthday. Joel Pearl has promised a huge show on Friday. We have no guest book. Joel said, do not book any guests. He said, don't don't worry about it. I got everything covered for Friday. We have surprises. We have run-ins. We have all kinds of fun stuff planned. Joel has this plan. I don't have anything planned. I don't know what to expect. Joel has promised just the biggest show of all time for my birthday on Friday. So everyone tune in. It's going to be a great show. And if it's not a great show, but I know it will be. I've heard the plans. I've heard it all. But if it's not, it's all Joel Pearl's fault. I don't have anything else to plug. Watch Tag Talk. Watch Indeed. Watch uh, Bread Club. New episode of Bread Club went up. Watch Coexisting. But before you watch Coexisting on Friday, watch In the Weeds, the birthday episode. Our biggest show of all time. Yeah? That's what you're promising, Joel. Oh, okay. Good point. Okay. Brian Danielson, got to talk to him. Um. I am I am at Troll Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. We'll be back on Friday for whatever Jeremy said we're back for, 10 a.m. Eastern, till noon. And uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, friends be on the binary. We'll, uh, we'll see you on Friday for whatever the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Cheers. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc